Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and an executive coach and an author. And today I am delighted to welcome Ben Gutman to the show. Ben is an experienced marketing executive and an educator, and he's on a mission to get leaders to more effectively connect by simplifying their message. Ben, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Carolyn. You know, this is such an important conversation, and clearly you are a marketing expert. You sold your agency about a year ago. You're teaching. You're doing extraordinary work out there. You've got a fabulous new book. But I bet you've been in the trenches and seen some pretty poor communication over over the decades. So so tell me, you know, what's been your vantage point? How did this all get started for you? Oh yeah. I mean, so you mentioned, you know, between the the agency experience, between the teaching, uh, and between just being, you know, a consumer, a user of the world, I have seen so many leaders, so many organizations have such a hard time. Uh, telling the world what they do and why it matters. This is what they hire a marketing agency for. This was our task often was to to do that because people had a really hard time doing it themselves. Um, And when I sold the agency and when I had a little bit more time to be able to noodle on that question, which is, well, why do some messages work when others don't? I was able to, I looked into it. I did the research. I looked at the studies. I looked at the data and, and, I kept on bumping into the same thing, which is that the answer is simple. Simple messages, simple communication, simple marketing is more effective than complicated ones. And if that's enough, then that's enough. You know, that's not particularly uh, revelatory. Uh, And, you know, there's a 208 page book here, though, I have uh, about that. It seems like I didn't take my own message. I didn't take my own advice. But uh, when you dig into it, when you dig into the why and when you dig into the how, especially, that's where there's a surprisingly deep well of of background and science around why simple works. So I want to drill into people and what they hear. And you know, you've heard the phrase, there is no reality, it's perception. I'm paraphrasing there. <laughs> but but I think in marketing too, simplicity is also about connecting with the human brain. Because my understanding is that we as humans don't remember more than three things in one sitting. So the simplicity, the less is more approach is also better for the sticky factor of what people are going to remember. What are your thoughts there? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The, you know, we care about a lot of things, right? We care. We wake up every day and we care about our friends and our family. We care about our sports teams, our politics, uh, what our deadline at work is, our vacation coming up. But by default, we're not caring about everything else that the world is throwing at us, the thousands and thousands of messages that are either welcomed, you know, something you logged in and and subscribed to, or something that's been thrown at your brain by an advertiser. Uh, And so that's, that right there is kind of the first like dirty secret about marketing is that nobody cares. Like nobody cares about your stuff. Uh, You have to connect with them where they are. And so when I looked at the, the science of how we begin to care about something, I ran across this idea of fluency. And so we know this word, right? Like you can be fluent in English, in Spanish, in Mandarin. You can be fluent in cooking. You can be fluent in bike riding. Uh, Where things are fluent, things are easy, right? They flow. That's the origin of the word. And to a cognitive scientist, though, the word fluency 
basically means it's easier for you to take something from out in the world, stick it in your head and make sense of it. It's easier for you to see, to read, to hear. It's easier for you to process it. And it's easier for you to take action on it. Uh, and across a whole, a whole host of different attributes, uh, there's, there's a large body of research, which I found fascinating, that all point in the same direction, which is that the stuff that is more fluent, the messages, the marketing that's more fluent, uh, is associated with all the good stuff, right? It's, it's, we want, we trust it more. We like it more. We want to buy it more. Um, and the opposite is also true when things are less fluent, when they take more friction, when they give us a lot of sweat, those things are associated with all the things we don't want. We don't like it. We don't trust it. We don't buy it. Um, and so that's, that's the kind of science behind why simplicity is important is because it's easier for your brain to process it easier for you to make use of it. Uh, but the challenge is really, uh, everything internally and externally, uh, pushes us in the other direction when we're, when we're the ones who have to send stuff. Yeah. Because intellectually that makes sense. Less is more fluency. You know, I, I intellectually understand that, but my goodness, you just see such poor marketing out there. And, and I don't mean to be unkind, but the reality mm -hmm. is some of these very large, seemingly successful firms are, are cranking out messages that are cluttered and lengthy and not memorable. So your book really aims to truly simplify this and give people the power to design their own message. Yeah, absolutely. So the first half of the book is what we were just talking about, right? There's, there's where we are, where we want to be as a receiver, which is, which is, you know, we want something simple, we want something easy to understand. And then there's the gulf between where that is when we're a receiver and then we're a sender, which is everything you just mentioned, which is that um, we internally are subject to what's known as an additive bias, where whenever we're faced with a question about changing something, improving something, uh, our instincts push us to add, to put more. And if that means, you know, across all these different experiments, you know, they talk about Lego blocks and mini golf holes, or you can talk in your messaging about more words, more sentences, more pages, more slides. All of those things are, are very attractive to us uh, from an internal uh, basis. But an external basis, it's also pushing us in that direction because we get the, we get the uh, pressure from outside for us to, to build instead of uh, subtract. We get our paper, our photo in the newspaper when we build a bridge, not when we maintain a bridge or take one down. We get uh, a line on our resume when we did something, not when we you know, restrained from doing something. And so there's that piece, but there's also this, this fear that we have because complication is a very attractive place to hide behind. If we throw out enough words, enough big words, and I'm sure, you know, we've both been in meetings where, oh, man, our back's against the wall. We don't know what to do. If we just filibuster long enough and throw enough buzzwords out there, maybe the client will like let go of this topic and we can get out of here alive. Those type of things happen each and every day. And that ultimately hurts us because that creates that gulf between when we want receiving a message, we want it to be simple, but when we're sending a message. 
when we're we are the ones doing the communicating, uh, we are really not built for it. I'm, I'm cracking up that you use the word filibuster, and it's so true. My gosh, we've all been in those mega meetings where you think, please stop talking. But I, I want to segue, Ben, because I think that the reason I love your book so much is that it helped me break down messaging. When a lot of people think of marketing firms, marketing experts like you, they think, well, maybe I'm a just a solo contributor. I shouldn't put just in front of that. I am a solo contributor or a small business owner, or I'm focused on something very singular, uh, not a huge campaign. But you're saying, look, messaging comes down to everything from an email to a phone call to a business proposal. So it's really mm-hmm. applicable to all of us. Oh, yeah. You know, it's if there's one regret I might actually have in the book was that I... I led a little bit more with the slogans and taglines in some of the earlier pieces of this, uh, just because that's a really easy way to understand this. It's, it's an accessible way to get in, is to to uh, talk about slogans, taglines, commercial jingles, all those things, because that's a really compact, punchy piece of messaging where it's easy to show the before and after or something. But I think that's a relatively small percentage of all the communication yeah. that we do. It's an important piece. but this will be a, uh, a way of thinking, a book, obviously, that will be more useful to anybody who is doing the bigger pieces, the emails, the slide decks, the proposals, the websites, those type of things. Uh, we can we can make a lot more use out of out of communicating simply than just the high pressure, you know, taglines and political rallying calls and those type of things. Ben, we'll be right back after a quick break. I'd like to tell you about a special offer. If you want to bring your podcast to life or up your podcast game, you can get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn using my special code CDHWORK. The Libsyn team will get your podcast on Apple and Spotify and give you access to critical stats and all the support you need to sound your best and grow your show. Use my special code CDHWORK. Hiring the right speaker for your event is a tremendous responsibility. You need a speaker who will work within your budget and engage your audience. Whether you're looking to retain or grow top talent, create a healthy workplace culture, or prevent burnout in your organization, I can create customized content to help you recharge, reignite, or reinvent your career. Let's talk about how I can help you achieve your special event goals. Connect with me at carolinedowdhiggins.com. I hear you loud and clearly. You know, when, when you said slide decks and pitch and all the different things, I can just imagine people around the world shaking their head. Ah, yeah, this does relate to me. So let's drill down because I know that you are incredibly interested in being user-friendly to this global audience. And I love that you talk about a message audit and you've actually created five principles. So let's get granular and help this audience understand how they can put this into practice. Definitely. So my background, you know, I mentioned the marketing piece, the education piece. My functional background is I'm a designer uh, and a designer 
what that we do to put it simply is we take things from out in the world, we arrange them in a way to solve a problem or to achieve a goal. It's a business function. It's not art, right? So when I saw this gulf, I said, okay, how can we arrange things like our language, like the structure of our message uh, to bridge that gap? And I said, put that designer hat on and identified five uh, core principles to developing a simple message. Uh, and now these, these aren't a checklist. This isn't a step-by-step plan, but it is, it's five design principles that we can use uh, to help get us where we need to be. And so the first one is beneficial. What does it matter to the receiver? You know, what's in it for them? This is features versus benefits. Some of this kind of sales 101 stuff. Number two is focused. Are you trying to say one thing or multiple things at once? Is this one idea or is this three ideas in a trench coat? Number three is salient. Does your message stand out from the noise? Does it zig when others zag? Does it rise to your attention? Is it memorable? Is it different? Does it contrast? Number four is empathetic. Are you speaking in the language that the audience understands? Both in terms of the literal language, but also their motivations, their attitude, just meeting them where they are. And then finally, it's minimal, which is have you cut out everything that isn't important? Are you, is this everything you need, but only what you need? And when I talk about minimal, by the way, this isn't to say it's the fewest number of words, fewest number of sentences or paragraphs or pages. Uh, it's the least amount of friction. Anybody who's yeah. done any work in user experience will, will know that the enemy is friction. Uh, it's the thing that gets you off the path. You want to get somebody from A to B, the friction is what stops them from getting there. Uh, and sometimes that does mean more words or more sentences or more paragraphs uh, because that can sometimes be easier to process and to make sense of. You know, it, it still brings me back to attention span. And I, I think that our collective human attention spans may have shrunken or decreased <laughs> uh, over the past few years. Maybe that was an impact of COVID, who knows? But I get sidetracked or bored or I lose focus when someone who is speaking nonstop and is verbose but not clear, I check out, right? So everything from someone introducing themselves in a board meeting, for example. So that minimal really matters. Oh, yeah. I mean, that I, I call those pieces uh, off ramps. And there's yeah. the average American spends 13 hours a day uh, consuming some form of media, right? Uh, being on a screen, using some sort of device. Uh, that's a lot of time, right? That's a, we yeah. are being blasted by messaging, um, you know, in all its shapes constantly. There's thousands and thousands of opportunities for us to pull off of that path that we want somebody on. So if we introduce that friction, if something is long and clunky, something is boring, uh, then it's very easy for us. We have ample opportunities to pull off. I, I love this part. Uh, this really fascinated me. You talk about the drill build method mm -hmm. and you always ask, so what, right? Why does this matter? And a mentor shared that with me years ago when, when, but I wasn't thinking of it in a messaging concept. Um, but now I do. So it's all coming full circle. Tell us a little more about the drill build method. Oh yeah. So anybody who's worked in marketing or sales at some point in their career has probably heard of, you know, features versus benefits, right? We don't buy features. We buy benefits. We don't buy the thing. We buy what the thing does for us. Uh, and in my class, when I speak to my students every semester, I, I give them one quote, one sentence, uh, that's from 
a, a 20th century Harvard professor uh, named Theodore Levitt, who, and, who said, you, people don't want a quarter inch drill. They want a quarter inch hole. They don't want a quarter uh-huh. inch drill. They want a quarter inch hole, right? And I tell my students, if you don't remember anything else from this class, this course, this whole degree, if you remember that, you're going to be ahead of most people in marketing and business uh, because we don't want what the thing, we want what the thing does for us. And the way we get there, the shortest way there is by asking the question, so what? So what? So the, uh, let's use an example of, of uh, toothpaste, for instance. So toothpaste might have minty flavor. Okay. That's a feature. That's a thing with your five senses. You can, you know, see, taste, smell, touch here. But that's not really why we're buying the toothpaste. Okay, well, minty flavor. So what? Okay, well, that means I'm going to have fresh breath. Okay, well, that's a benefit, right? That's a what I'll call a functional benefit. It's something that exists in the real world. You can still kind of point to it, but it's the next step below. And that is part of the reason why people buy toothpaste. But if you want to get a little bit deeper and connect on a, on a different level, you can ask that again. Okay, so mint, mint flavor. So what? You have fresh breath. So what? Well, maybe you'll have more success on your date tonight. Right? Uh-huh. And, and so <laughs> by asking it a couple of ways, we'll call that the emotional benefit, right? That's really why I'm buying the toothpaste. Um, but if it wanted to go even further, you can ask it a third time and you can say, so what? If you go, if you say, well, I have more success on my date tonight. Well, maybe you're going to, you're going to get lucky. Maybe you're going to, you know, find the, the person of your dreams. So you're starting to hit to these like physiological needs and these love and belonging needs, all these things you'll remember from Maslow's pyramid. Uh, That's how we can connect the things in the real world to the, to the reasons why we do things our actual motivations. And so if you, if you look at those different levels, then you can kind of go back and invest accordingly and say, okay, well, I really want to spend more time on the emotional benefit. And so that might be the hook of our message. That might be the tagline. That might be the, the inspiration for the headline on the website or the first slide in our deck or whatever it's going to be. Um, and then you eventually get to the functional and then you eventually get to the features instead of doing it the other way around, which is to lead with saying, well, here's the things that exist in the real world. Here are the features of the toothpaste. That's not what we want. We want the things that the things help us do. Mm, love that. And that's such a great example that we can all relate to. So I'm, I'm hearing a bit of a mindset shift. Is that is that fair that we've got to reboot how we're thinking about messaging? And if you agree, what is the shift? Certainly. I think that if there's one piece that all of this circles around, it is, it is this one kind of simple mindset shift, which you're alluding to. Um, by the way, I, in the book, I, I strip out all of the uh, formalities, the, the, the things that get in the way. I say there are senders and there are receivers. The senders are the people with the thing to say. And, you know, that can be the marketers, that could be the entrepreneurs, that could be teachers, it could be politicians, advocates, it could be a lot of different, different hats. And on the other side, there are the receivers. There's the buyers, the voters, the donors, the students, all these different people that are receiving the message. And we all wear both of these hats, but in any given conversation, we're often taking turns with them. Any different in that conversation could be a Super Bowl ad, or it could be a talk like this. What I say is just as a, uh, somebody who's mailing a letter is responsible for the postage, 
the sender is responsible for the literal and figurative cost of a message. It's your responsibility as somebody who wants to get something heard, who wants to get something changed in the world, uh, to make sure that it is heard, that it is understood, and you're respecting the audience. Um, and all of those things only happen when you are intentional with how you're communicating. So Ben, there are millions of people listening around the world. And my hope is that the first action step is to buy your book. <laughs> so they really have this playbook to understand. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But if there's one message <laughs> that you would share with people as a starting point to kind of reframe and reboot how they approach messaging and designing it clearly and simply, what would that be? So you mentioned millions of people. Uh, it's funny. So I, I went uh, to see the Taylor Swift uh, concert movie with my wife the other day. Ah, uh, yes. Taylor Swift you know, my wife's a big fan. I, I, I respect her. I, I appreciate it, but I, I'm not as big a fan as she is. But what I am very impressed by is she is better than maybe anybody else about standing on a stage in front of 70,000 people or speaking to millions of people through time and space, through a movie or a TV screen uh, and making them feel like she's just talking to you. And so yeah. you mentioned millions of people. Uh, each These millions of people they don't really exist as a crowd. They don't exist as an entity. They exist as individuals, right? And uh, this is something that I think Taylor Swift gets, which I think a lot of folks, uh, we intuitively have a hard time because we stand up in front of a crowd or we stand up in front of a microphone and we say, hey, you know, this is the one-to-many conversation. But what people actually, how people actually act when they receive a message is it's, it's always one-to-one. Is that I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm hearing somebody on the podcast or I'm hearing somebody on a Super Bowl ad or on a you know big political rally. And I'm deciding if I'm going to buy or vote or donate based off of that in my own head. And yes, there's crowd dynamics and groupthink and all these pieces. But that is, I think, something that a lot of us can uh, can take advantage of is, is always speak to one person. Don't speak to a crowd because crowd doesn't really exist. Speak to one person, all of your messaging, all of your communication, and everything becomes a lot easier. Ben Gutman, you have taught me so much today, and I am deeply grateful. Your book is called, Simply Put, Why Clear Messages Win and How to Design Them. And of course, it's available on Amazon and all major book retailers. But Ben, I'm going to pass that proverbial mic back to you because I know these listeners are going to want to continue to follow you after the podcast. How can they find you online? Well, Caroline, thanks so much for having me. This has been a blast. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me, go to bengutman.com. Uh, my name is two T's and two N's in Gutman. Uh, I know it's not minimal, so uh, I apologize for that. But uh, you do have to put both of those in to get there. You can go find my email list. You can download a free chapter there. Or you can connect to me on LinkedIn. Awesome. Ben, thank you. I wish you continued success. And I truly enjoyed our time today. Likewise. Thanks, Caroline. And I'd love to hear from you listening audience. Let me know how we're doing and what career issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me at carolinedowdhiggins.com. And a special shout out to my incredible podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, our Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. We have now have listeners in 16 countries. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.